I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant. This is the Little Z Sleep Podcast, and I'm so happy you're here today for episode 116, where we're just going to spend a few minutes going through safe sleep recommendations. October is actually SIDS Awareness Month, and what I need you to just be on the same page with me is how we set up our child's sleep environment and what safe sleep recommendations are. So we're gonna actually walk through American Academy of Pediatrics guidelines. I'm gonna share some things that you may not have heard about before, like did you know that ceiling fans are super helpful for little ones? We're gonna go through some things and answer some of those frequently asked questions, like are mesh bumpers okay? What do I do if my child does get their arm stuck and how can I help them without having a bumper? And is it okay if they have a little lovey before they turn one? We're gonna get through all of this. Now, like I said, I'm prefacing all of this with these are not like Becca Campbell created things. Every sleep consultant out there should definitely be aware of the American Academy of Pediatrics safe sleep recommendations. And I wanna say that again, recommendations, okay? Recommendations, <laughs> meaning that these are guidelines. There are actually a few things that I disagree with and I will explain why I disagree with those. But if you choose to follow them, that's fine, okay? These are recommendations. These are not laws that uh, someone's gonna come out and get you for, and I just want everyone to be aware of this. Now, inside of all of our programs, our newborn course, our sleepy coaching programs, we actually begin, before we even talk about like, oh, how do we get our child to sleep? I always go through a room checklist. This is extremely important to me. So I want you to know this is not just coming out of left field. I actually teach this in every single one of our programs. So let's talk about infant safe sleep recommendations. And I'm saying infant here because we're going to focus on children under one year. All right. Now, the first, the biggest one that we are all pretty much aware of is that when your child is ready for sleep, you need to put them on their back to sleep. This was literally, it's called the back to sleep campaign started in 1993. And this, when this began, it significantly decreased SIDS cases. And so this is just stuck. Um, this has been something that is just, everybody knows this. It's even on a lot of the halo sleep sack. They put back, uh, what is it? Back, back is best on their sleep sacks. Now, you may have run into a situation with your parents or grandparents where they put the baby on their belly. And that's why, it's because this wasn't a real recommendation until 1993. And in my family, that's like, my mom was all done having kids by then. So this was something that was like kind of news to her when we had kids. Now, um, I will say, this is where I kind of gonna pause and just speak to those anxious parents. They're asking you to put your child in a supine position, which is means completely on their back for every sleep until the child reaches one year of age. We, we get that. We understand that. However, oh gosh, what is it? Around four months, five months, you may lay your baby on their back, but they may just roll right over. And if you've done our e-coaching programs, you know that that's wonderful. You know that it's good that your little one is fully in control of their sleep and they can be, they can do that just fine. Now you can lay them on their back, but they can decide to sleep where they want to sleep. You are not placing them on their belly. Okay. They are deciding that on their own and you cannot drive yourself crazy going in there all night long to put them on their back because you will never sleep. And that's what they've chosen. Just like you choose throughout the nighttime to get comfortable in your position. Same thing goes for when they start to crawl, get up, get up on all fours, pull up on the crib, stand up jump, all those things. You can offer, okay, we're going to lay you on your back, but there does come a point where as soon as you do that, they're like, nope, they're somewhere else and they're standing up and that's fine. So I just had to say that because I have had parents tell me 
the reason they needed to sleep train around like the 12 month mark was because they've spent the last year being so worried about putting their baby on their back, but they moved around. So they just rock them to sleep and then lay them on their back. So, oh, okay, they're on their back. And of course we know that, well, the problem is you rocked your child to sleep. That's how they believe they go to sleep. So they're waking up all night long. All right. So we all know back to sleep, that's what's recommended. So wonderful. Now let's talk about the actual sleep surface. I'm reading this directly from the AAP right now. Infants should be placed on a firm sleep surface. Example, mattress is safety approved, covered by a fitted sheet with no other bedding, no soft objects to reduce the risk of SIDS and suffocation. Soft objects such as pillows, pillow-like toys. I'm looking at you, Dakotot, pillow-like things, quilts, comforters, loose bedding, sheepskins, that's a fun one, Um, can obstruct infants' nose and mouth. So what they're actually saying here is that a large percentage of infants who die of SIDS are found with their head covered by bedding. No blankets, no sheets, no pillows, no nothing should be in your child's crib that could obstruct their breathing. Yes, Dakotot, I'm looking at you. There's a reason the Dakotot is banned in Canada and in other parts of the world because children die in the Dakotot because it's a giant pillow that they do not need in their crib. You guys know, I don't say I hate or I loathe things very often, but I loathe the Dakotot. It has no business on the market. I think it is absolutely tricking parents into thinking that they could spend $200 and it'll solve their child's sleep. No, I believe access to sleep help should be easy and affordable, not be a Band-Aid pillow. But anyways, moving on. (laughs) Um, We're all aware, okay? So no pillows, no blankets, no none of that. It's not until 12 months old your child can have a stuffed animal. They can have a lovey. They can have a blanket, and that's up to you. That's fine. If you want to wait and not introduce it, that's fine. One of the big reasons that I believe parents in our programs and even in the sleep society that I recommend it is especially if your child is vocal when they fall asleep. This is very, very common. I just need you to know that. That a lot of times your child will go into the crib, they'll whine, they'll cry, they'll fuss for about, you know, under. 10 minutes and then they'll sleep all night long. So if that has just been really frustrating to you and you're like, oh, I just wish my baby would roll over and go to sleep, perhaps offering a lovey, sometimes that helps. So at 12 months old, you can offer a lovey and you can start offering that at bedtime and then the next day have a nap and then we're all good. I actually have an entire video on that in the Sleep Society if you're interested. But all that to say, one year old, that's when we can have a lovey or a blanket. And then by two years old, that's when you can have a pillow. So just mark those on your calendar. It's not anytime soon. (laughs) Okay. Now this is the one, this is the big one that is a guideline. Okay. A recommendation, not a law that every parent needs to abide by. And you're terrible if you don't listen to this. The AAP recommends that you room share without bed sharing. Okay. So I'm all in line with that. I, if you've hung around little Z's long enough, you know, I am anti co-sleeping. I'm anti bed sharing. In fact, my whole journey began when my Ellie was four months old or almost four months old under my covers. I found her under our duvet cover scariest moment of my life. No one needs to be in that position. So I just need you to know that I'm not about that. The AAP agrees infants should sleep in the parent's room close to the parent's bed, but on a separate surface. The infant's crib, portable crib, play yard, or bassinet should be placed in the parent's room. And this is where I'm like, "Eh, I don't know about that. They believe that it should be placed in the parent's room for at least six months, but preferably a year. Now, 
I'm fine. If you want to do this, like, great. I just have to be honest and real with you. I could not do that. Um, in fact, both of our girls stayed in our room till four months old and then they moved out. And at that point I slept so much better. And it wasn't just because, yes, we obviously at that point had sleep trained the girls or Hattie, she just knew what to do because we started from the beginning. I couldn't do it because I was with them all day. And honestly, like my anxiety, nope, I'm sorry. I need my space. I need my time. I need my like sanctuary back. Like I need my Becca space. I need my like Chad Becca space. Like, no. So that was, that was me. If again, you are like, no, I really want a room share, do it. I'm just saying that this is a recommendation and you need to make the right decision for your family. Now, here's something that I see all the time, speaking of you know your baby sleeping and you sleeping in your sleep space, you may be waiting for the precious moment where your partner or yourself falls asleep on the couch, holding the baby who's also sleeping and you take a picture like, oh, napping together, how cute, how sweet. Actually, no, that is very, very dangerous. And, and this is the thing. We think it's cute. We think it's precious. We all know we're sleep deprived. So it's really hard if your baby's sleeping and you're all relaxed. Like, yeah, you may fall asleep because you're so exhausted in that newborn stage. But this is so dangerous for you to sleep with your baby while you're holding your baby. In fact, the AAP says, as soon as you wake up, move your baby immediately. Do not, if you, you might, you might've fallen asleep, which sometimes you can't have that. You can't help it because you're so tired. But as soon as you wake up, you get that baby in a sleeping, um, pack and play bassinet, wherever they need to be on their back. Why is this so unsafe? Well, when you are sleeping, okay, you are unconscious. Okay. There's even a part of your sleep where you are paralyzed. You are not in control of your body. And I know you, cause I remember thinking this, holding Ellie being like, I'm just going to close my eyes for a quick minute. And I will totally, I'm right here. It's going to be okay. All right. I'll know. I'll know if she moves. Unfortunately, there are many cases where parents, caregivers have fallen asleep while holding the baby. Their arm moves because they're sitting up or they're on a couch or something. Their arm moves, the baby rolls, suffocates into the fabric of the couch so horrible. We, I don't want, I I don't want that to happen to anyone. And unfortunately it does happen. And so I just need you to know while it looks cute, it's not, it's really, really, really unsafe. So I, I beg you to please avoid moments like that. If you are holding the baby and the baby is sleeping and you're getting tired, lay the baby in their crib or bassinet and then go lay down. If someone is there to help you and they can hold the baby while you go lay down, Make sure that whoever is holding your sleeping baby is awake and alert. Okay. I just really, really need you to know that. Okay. What about the big one? The big B, the bumpers. Becca, what do we do with bumpers? I had somebody ask me last week inside the Sleep Society if it was okay that we had bumpers for their child because their arms were getting stuck in the crib slats and that that looked so uncomfortable. Unfortunately, no, I can never, ever tell anybody to get bumpers. I never used bumpers for the girls. I don't think you need them, even the mesh ones. Okay. I think they're another gimmick, but this is another soft landing spot for your baby to, you know, roll over and have their head there, um, or even get them untied and they can fall inwards. I've seen so many pictures and been in so many homes where you know what it is like those bumpers, those big padded, fluffy, ruffly bumpers are so loose. They're like falling into the crib. That is dangerous. And you may have these bumpers, but you're like, I would never have a pillow in my baby's bed. Well, you essentially have pillows wrapped around all your your child's crib, so we don't need to do that. And maybe you actually have pillows wrapped around your child's crib for a bumper in place. Take them away. Your, Your child doesn't need that. What's so weird about babies is that they actually love 
rolling and just being like near those slats. So you can't, you can't really do anything about it. In fact, the corner of the crib is like, I don't, babies go there all the time. I remember the girls would like scoot up into the corner all the time. You could move them, scoot them back to the middle, but they're just going to scoot back over there. They're okay. You can always have them in a sleep sack. Okay. Like halo sleep sack, the Wolino sleep sack, um, all, all, all the different kinds, right? You can have them in a sleep sack and that can help. Um, but if your child's arm or limb gets stuck, of course, go in there and help them. It's fine. But do not fall into the category of like, oh, I think I just need bumpers to help them stay safe. Nope. 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 You're going to be okay. I want to, before I get to my next point, I want to share that all of these are recommendations that may be effective in reducing the SIDS risk. Unfortunately, if a child is going to have SIDS, it's, it's, that's the nature of the name. It's a sudden infant death. It's unexplained. So, um, sharing all of this is never a guarantee. These are guidelines and recommendations. Okay. There are, there are cases where everything is checked off the box. The child has, the, the parents have done everything and, and said still happens because it's, it's unexplained. So I wanted to share that because the next one is something that's kind of new. This actually, um, I'm, I'm actually reading this from a, uh, the national library of medicine, and I will attach this in the show notes for you guys, um, because this is something new that was published in 2008. And this is a study where they tested the use of a ceiling fan, the use of a fan during sleep and the risk of sudden infant death syndrome. The conclusion of this, and you can, I'll link to the entire, you know, um, abstract and conclusion and all of this. The conclusion is that a fan actually may be an effective intervention for further decreasing the SIDS risk in infants in adverse sleep environments. So having like kind of like um, fresh air, having stirred up air can actually help reduce the risk of SIDS. So this is super interesting. Um, and I think it is very uh, easy to just flip a fan on. So, you know, might as well, but the air movement, what this, um, journal, um, publication is saying is that the movement of air can be helpful to reduce the risk of SIDS. So I thought that was super interesting. This is kind of a newish one that's being circled around in the sleep world. So, um, very, very interesting. Like I said, October is SIDS awareness month, and this is just a good opportunity opportunity for us to just come together, share again what safe sleep guidelines are for your child. If this is an episode that you know, like, oh, I've got a friend who is pregnant, they're expecting their first child, or, you know, I just know somebody would really like this. I would love for you to just tap the little box with the arrow if you're on your iPhone um, on the bottom right-hand corner, um, tap that little box, share this with them because it is truly, truly an episode that everybody needs to hear. Okay. I don't say that about every single podcast, but this is one that we just all need to be on the same page for. So I hope you guys share this. Um, if you would take a moment and just review, send us a little five stars, share how much this podcast means to you. Um, I would love to hear your stories and where you are located in the world. I love that this podcast goes from my little office to your place all over the world. It's pretty awesome. Hope you guys have sweet dreams. See you next time.